Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 159. I have a guest for you today. In today's episode, I speak with my dear friend and fellow coach, Beck Wilcock. Beck is a coach and an endurance athlete. She's a fellow Aussie. So we chuck a bit of slang into the podcast today. She is also the co-founder of Her Trails and Her Sports and a coach at Nike. Beck, like myself, has a bachelor degree of exercise science and over 10 years of experience in the fitness industry. She has worked one-on-one with elite athletes as a personal trainer and has reached millions of runners around the world through her work with the Nike Run Club and now her work with Her Trails. Her Trails is a global female adventure platform. It's so cool and so epic. What her and Sam have created is this platform program space to empower women to discover their resilience, their self-reliance, to to discover play uh, through connecting to the trail, nature and themselves. I have the absolute privilege of being a Her Trails women's health guru. I've also been on the Her Trails podcast twice talking about finding your own unique recipe for performance, the menstrual cycle and perimenopause and training. So when I reached out to Beck to do the podcast episode, she pitched this idea or theme for our podcast episode. And this idea was strength is built under load. And I fell in love with this idea or concept. You know, I love a good concept. So today in the podcast episode, we talk about this idea that strength is built under load. We also talk about her story Uh, As an athlete, as a woman, as a coach, uh, we talk about low energy availability, training and pregnancy. We talk about running. We talk about her trails, adventure, and so much more. It was a delicious conversation. I could just talk to her for hours. Her energy is beautiful. Her smile, oh, smile. I wish that you got to see her uh, through the podcast episode. Her smile is infectious. She is heavily pregnant when we record this podcast episode, uh, but looks delicious and divine. She's glowing. I think we spoke for well over an hour, almost an hour and a half. Okay, I'm going to stop talking so you can hear Beck talk about how strength is built under load. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. I also believe women can train hard. 
We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. to the Warrior School podcast. Hi, Amy. Hi. So good to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. I know. I am too. I was like, we only have an hour. That's not going to be good for us. We have so much to discuss. <laughs> All right. And we've just spent quite a bit of time off, <laughs> offline, off air talking. So... Standard. <laughs> yeah, I committed and pressed the button. Record. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. Well, today we're going to talk about, yeah, we're going to talk about a lot. We're going to talk about this idea of strength being built under load. We're going to talk about like phases of training for women. We're going to talk about training and pregnancy. And then we're going to talk about her trails. So exciting. <laughs> strap in people we're on we're going going for a ride (laughs) strap in uh okay let's start with your story okay Australian (laughs) (laughs) my name is Beck Wilcock (laughs) um and I was originally born in Australia now he live here in LA um I've been an athlete all my life I think Coming out of the womb, I was had too much energy and my mom and dad were just like, you know what, <laughs> we need to put her into sport. <laughs> Otherwise, we are not going to stay sane. And I now understand that because I have a mini version of me that's a boy. Um, <laughs> and just to wrap that up, it's <laughs> my punishment as a child was run to the back fence and back and then... <laughs> think about what you've done <laughs> and I was like oh okay how many times um I was heavily into cross-country swimming soccer all the sports as a young child but at a young age of 12 I would say that's when I really got serious about doing sport in a different way I was very dedicated young little athlete um and it taught me discipline and gave me friendships and just meaningful moments in my life that I'll always remember. So I was a triathlete from a young age, started doing triathlon camps when I was like very, very young. Um, So people would go away for the summer and I would go and train for the summer. I had a great group of females and males, but I was always coached by male coaches. It's just that's what it was like back then. so was on the triathlon team for a very long time until I actually got sick. I was training a lot. I was waking up at 3.30 a.m., going to the pool, in the pool by 5 a.m., <laughs> swimming for two hours, going to school, and then going to track or um, cycling in, in, in the afternoon. Um, 
And at the age of 17, I, I kind of got, you know, I got into the Reds, which I didn't have any energy anymore. Um, I was actually in bed for um, three months because I was just overtrained, to be honest, at that young age. Um, and then when I got back into sport, I was a slow re-entry into sport and I decided instead of doing three disciplines of being a triathlete, so you're swimming, you're cycling and running, I would just run. And <laughs> running became my next adventure. Um, and I think from, from being an athlete, I always wanted to learn about the female body um, and just how bodies work. So I went and did my um, sports science degree and then I got into coaching and I was running and coaching. So six years ago, I moved to LA, as I said before, and um, I moved over here because of, uh, I got a job 10 years ago with Nike. Um, so I've been with the Nike team for 10 years. Six years ago, I got the opportunity to come and work for the LA team. And now I'm coaching and running in, in LA. And running started like 10K races and then I built up to 100-mile races. So now ultra marathons when I'm not growing humans because I am <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> yeah, right now she can't bend down to pick something <laughs> off the floor. So Oh, yeah, if something's on the floor, it's dead to me right now. And pregnant women who understand that or if you've been pregnant, you will understand that. <laughs> Yeah. I just want to, I want to go back to the Reds. Can you just talk a little bit about what is that? Uh, and how, how did you learn about it? How did you move out of that state? Uh, and over the years, how has that impacted your training and your work now? Yeah. So it completely changed my perspective um, on overtraining. I think at a, at a young age, you don't really realize what's happening. You're just, you just have so much energy. You're willing to do exactly what your coaches are telling you to do. Um, and with a smile. So maybe that's like, I mean, as a coach now, I, I look back and like, yeah, I was young. I was like 16, but my coach was giving me what, he thought he I could handle it wasn't um yeah it could be done differently now that we know a little bit more information but um yeah I was just doing everything with a smile and I that's my personality type a little bit type a whereas if it's on the program I'm going to do it um and I would never hold back so that's what got me into this I was just feeling so fatigued so fatigued um I actually didn't have my period yet so I hadn't got my period. I didn't get my period until after this experience. Um, so I was more in bed, fatigued, just could not do the workload anymore. It was like my body just completely shut down. Um, and it did for three months. I was, I was kind of just sleeping and trying to get through my day, like eating, sleeping, eating and sleeping. Um, but it didn't happen overnight. It was kind of like, okay, let's drop some sessions because you're not feeling good. Let's drop some sessions and we need to eat more. So they thought that I might have, you know, just had an iron deficiency. 
Um, and then you're trying to restore iron and, and eat more food to like get your energy levels back up. And then yeah, it was just kind of the point where my immune system was just like, nope, we're not going to train anymore. And then my mom was like, we're not training. <laughs> we're just going to recover. Um, yeah. 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 But back then it wasn't called reds, like no. relative energy. I'm trying to think. What it was, was called it called? The female triad. Triads. That's right. Yeah. Triads. The female triads. Yeah. yeah. And so that was one of the really key things out of that was the the loss of the menstrual cycle or mm-hmm. delayed menses for and that yeah. was super common for young females who were into endurance sports at an early age they mm-hmm. actually didn't start menstruating until way later um or yeah. until like your experience back where they mm-hmm. had such low energy availability for so long their body just it was just exhausted. Yeah. It just retired and gave up. And then you needed to spend the time recovering and restoring. And, and then over time, um, you start to see, I guess all those health markers, those signs, that's what you were seeing, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. just low energy and fatigue. You hadn't had a menstrual cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my doctor was like, you know we're like out of school because at that point I was in year 12 and I can remember just being like the girls in the bathroom being like I got my period and I would be like oh yeah me too like it was kind of like uh, you didn't know what was going on at the time like you didn't realize that you but you you felt delayed so you didn't feel like you were part of the group because everyone was experiencing you know going through their menstrual cycle and I wasn't um but then once I took that time off I really started to learn about the female body um and just what was going on um and then we it it was like a restoring phase like you know getting the energy in and as soon as like six months down the track I actually once I stopped training I did get my period so but it it comes at a different level it was like full-on um is when it came in I was like what why did I want this I don't want this (laughs) but knowing what I know now I do want this (laughs) very good for the female body (laughs) yeah yeah and that would you say that experience has really played a it plays a big role in the work that you do now uh doesn't it through her trails and and even through your own training Yes. Yeah, I was hungry to learn more um, about just our amazing bodies. Um, I think as humans, we don't actually know enough. Like we live in this body every single day um, and I didn't know enough. So that's when I went and did sports science. And I, it, was, it put me on a journey where I wanted to help people train the right way. But like it's, let's train smart. Let's do great strength training. Like let's put you on a program where you're progressively going to overload yourself instead of like really grinding people down. Um, So not running laps for punishment or like doing extra miles just because you can. It's like let's be very specific with training and nurture your body and respect it. Um, because we only have one. Yes, we only got one. 
Mm-hmm. One, one, one. She's one, amazing one. as well. Yeah. We just, we, yeah. um, you know, one of the biggest things that I learned well, a long time ago now was that as females, we just weren't taught how to get energy in, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that supports our physiology and then our training on top of that. We also weren't taught like how to build a strong foundation, like how to train properly. Um, And so if we were unsure of how to create a a food strategy to give us the energy, and then we're also doing this type of training that, you know, is creating a lot of stress because we don't have the energy, then that together just creates, you know, what you experience is low energy availability state where mm-hmm. we have really poor health markers or we can't progress in training uh, or we have problems with like our hormones and our reproductive health. Yeah, chaos is what I say. <laughs> it's chaos. <laughs> I love that. Just like just <laughs> chaos. It's seriously chaos and your poor body is just like giving you all these signs and you're just ignoring it. Um, and that's what I find common with like female athletes is like you need to have that intuition of like listening to your body, like because your body does tell you if there's something wrong. Um, and it's so smart. We just have to tune in. And when you're, I can speak for endurance athletes, it's like you're doing so much work. Um, there's so much energy that you're burning that you need to make sure that you stay on it. It's like almost, and I don't like to count calories, but sometimes I do it just as a like a reference point because most people are at a deficit and they don't understand how much they need to eat. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's like the sport where you you want to be lean as well because the leaner, it's not true. But but said that the leaner you are, the faster you're going to go. And it's not, that's not the case. It's like fuel your body, fuel your musculoskeletal system, fuel your hormones, then see how fast you can go. It's not about cutting nutrition out. It's about fueling you to perform. Yeah, I love that, Beck. And, you know, they started to do a lot of research in the endurance space. And, you know, this is where they, a lot of the research around REDS is mm-hmm. with, well, it started with female endurance athletes, but I was reading some research the other day uh, and that research found that I think it was like 45% of females who just train recreationally are at risk of low energy availability of just mm-hmm. not eating enough food to support they're training and they might be training, you know, a few times a week, but they're not eating enough. They're not even eating enough to support their like physiology. And then they're training on top of this. And so, you know, this is why we're seeing a lot of women that are tired and fatigued and have hormonal stuff going on, or, you know, they can't progress in their training. They can't actually build muscle or they can't lose fat mass. Um, Cause mm-hmm. they just, they don't have the energy. They're not getting faster and they're plateauing and yeah, it's, it's sad, but marketing is not helping. (laughs) Instagram is not helping either. Like it's like women think to get lean, they need to eat less and like even getting strong, like seeing abs, like it's not, 
the way that the world, uh, your body works and functions. Um, so education, I would say, and knowledge um, about what to eat can be the best thing you can do for yourself. Like if you're going to spend and invest time in moving your body, invest time in absorbing knowledge on what's going to help you perform because yep. that will keep you training for life, <laughs> running for life, whatever movement it is you choose to do, like that is going to really give you longevity. I say this to my women so many times, the whole goal with all of this stuff, like life, <laughs> is energy. We need yeah. energy. We need enough energy coming in to have a strong physiology, to have a strong metabolism, strong hormones, uh, to show up in our training, to grow a baby, to like, we need energy. Energy is like the number one thing. Like I often say to women, if you're feeling lost with all of this stuff, just like Beck said, start with the energy, start with the food, because if you don't have that, you don't have the base of the foundation and it makes everything else way harder if you don't have enough energy. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm a big believer in holistic training. And that word gets thrown around a lot. But I love how you said like the base, like because I always look at it as like the foundation of the house. That's okay. We need to, that is the foundation. And then as you build, me building a house right now. <laughs> as you build and you layer in, it's like, okay, now I can do all these things because I have a great foundation. Yeah. Um, so don't skip nutrition. <laughs> like, Make sure you do your research. Do your own research. Find out, like for myself, I'm celiac. That changes my whole diet. Um, yeah, find out what works for you and how much energy you need to accomplish what you want to achieve in life, no matter what stage you're at whether you're a, a young female looking to um, make gains in a sport or you're coming into those, those reproductive years and then you're going into having babies. <laughs> That's another, another fueling um, topic that we could talk about. But then also after, like perimenopause and menopause and postmenopause, like these are just different phases that you do need to um, realize that you're in and then nurture and nourish correctly. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that can take a lot of mental load. You know, it's taken Beck and I have been in the work of this for over a decade or more. And so, and we'll talk about her trails and, and the program and the holistic approach that both yourself and Sam take, but, you know, one of the most powerful things that we can do as women, as moms is get support <laughs> with this stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I believe there are like three key things, you know, if training feels hard or this health stuff feels hard, it's, it's mostly because you don't have enough energy. You don't have a clear plan and you don't have someone to support you. If you have those three things, it's, it's, 
it's pretty simple. I'm not saying it's always easy, but it's pretty simple. If you have energy, you have a clear plan and you have someone to support you, yeah. takes takes off the mental load. Um, and so we'll talk about her trails. And I know that yeah. yourself and Sam, that's what you do. You know, you yeah. help women get more energy. You give them clear plans uh, that work with their body and allow them to progress. And then you're there to support them. And so and that's yeah. what I do in warrior school as well. Um, yeah, but and you set them up for success like it's just like here you go yeah. <laughs> here you go here, here is a gift <laughs> you can use for life <laughs> yes but like it makes me so excited to talk about it because I think it's like one of the best gifts we can mm-hmm. ever get in life ever ever and that's why we do what we do. Look how excited you are. I love you. <laughs> just so, I get so excited when I talk about it yeah. because I just, I don't want women to struggle anymore because you don't have to. Like if you get energy, you get a plan and you have someone to support you, you can get strong and feel amazing and it changes yeah. your life. And it's just, it's not hard. It doesn't have to be hard. No, it doesn't have to be hard. And that's what, like, we've been doing that hard for too long. (laughs) Like, let's just make that little tweak and make it easy. Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about, you know, when we were talking about doing the podcast, you said this really cool phrase, uh, like kind of the, the theme for our conversation, which was strength is built under load. Can you talk about that? Oh, yes. The beautiful load of life. (laughs) I think like whether it's like physical, emotional or mental, like we don't just build by thinking of the theory of strength, if that makes sense. We build it by testing it. So that that is what that means to me is like strength is built under load, just like within a training program, you have adaptation um, within your life. You also have that too. And often these moments are, you don't choose them. You, you know, you can choose a training program and then the hard sessions are within that. Um, but you don't choose the loads that are always thrown at you. Um, and for me, that's like a, a mixture of things. Like we're talking about with the reds. It's like you go through that. But that was something that I went through and I overcome because I, I turned it into like an educational piece for myself. Um, and now I help other women train the right way. Um, and for me, like, if you talk about an endurance race under load, <laughs> like you build yourself up to running 100 kilometres, you do that for the first time, you learn a lot about yourself. <laughs> and then there, is, there is, is load in that. And there are moments in there where you think you're not going to make it and then, and then you do. Um, but mentally, I just think that you take the pandemic, for instance, that's another load that we didn't, we didn't think we would be in. Um, and people had to change and, and kind of pivot and adapt to what was being thrown at them, whether it was, you know, work changing or, or like just a different life structure. Um, but these these setbacks are often slingshot you forward in life if 
you choose to grow from them. Yeah, that's what I would say about strength being built under load. <laughs> yeah, I I have to admit that I, I'm a bit obsessed with that phrase. Like I really, when you said it, I was like, yes, I love, like, I love that. I love a good, um, good concept or good idea. Often around my desk is post-it notes that always have like, words or ideas or concepts and so I wrote that down when you said that and I was like yeah like I really like that Beck yeah. like strength is built under load and what came up for me was the more load you place on yourself over time and you choose to recover or bounce back from that the more capacity that you build so then yeah. therefore and it's the same with the training really all of it is about building your capacity to be able to tolerate the harder session or the heavier weight or the faster run. It's just a capacity. And yeah. we can't do that without energy, uh, but, and without recovering well. And so, yeah, when you said that, I was like, oh, that's, you know, load of life of experiences in life in all areas, but we, we can build capacity from that. Uh, as yeah. a human being. And so I think like the whole goal of life is like, let's expand our capacity to be able to tolerate and come back from as much load as possible because the yeah. load is what's going to change you as a human. It is. And you 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 tend to like learn how to cope and like muster up the strength in whatever situation that you're in to overcome it um, and to be in like, a better place for it um and I think if you can do that in in all the different like aspects of your life you're really <laughs> you're really winning um and I think we share our stories as well as women within our hurt trials community and I know you you ladies do at, at warrior school um and that helps as well it's like people were like oh my gosh but look she she got to the other side like <laughs> or she did that training program or um yeah just like stories really help each other and I I think that goes back to like we can say strength is built under load and but if you have the support so those three things that you mentioned before is is a huge so you have the right training program if it's physical uh, you have your support system um, and then you're obviously looking after yourself. So like nourishing your body and and um, fueling yourself correctly for whatever you need to be done, needs to be done. And like that's not just physical, that's mental as well. <laughs> that I have to highlight that. I have to highlight that because you're, you're testing your mental strength as well as your physical in, in most things in life that you tackle absolutely <laughs> challenge yeah. you yeah you go into a 100k run yes physically super challenging yeah. but mentally way more challenging <laughs> talk about an emotional roller coaster <laughs> i can do this i can do this what am i doing this is crazy <laughs> I want to give up. I want to give yeah. up. I don't want to do it anymore. And like, I say that a lot within the physical practice, you know, I'm a really big fan of 
like discomfort and finding discomfort, not just um, physically, but emotionally, mentally, but often if you have a physical practice and then you can get uncomfortable, what's going to come up is the emotionally and mental (laughs) discomfort that, you know, the mind, the mind often will want, wants to stop us. The body physically, if we, again, coming back to those three things, if we're nourished and we train properly, uh, the the body can do amazing things like oh. yourself and Sam, like just yeah. phenomenal. And then obviously women that can lift massive amounts of weight and the, the physically the body is yeah. just very cool. It's the mental <laughs> and the emotional side that we really need to like, we need to train and nurture as well. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. Um, we often find and I often find with my female athletes that they tell themselves that they can't do it and that's the reason why they can't it's so funny those words are are so simple but you when you absorb them mentally I if you say to yourself I can't you won't be able to do it it's just you have to make that switch and we see it all the time if you switch that simply to I can you will move mountains like I can have an I can mentality and see what happens like yeah you're gonna fail but at least you tried it (laughs) at least you can go out there and say I tried it but you know what you're gonna get a lot of wins with an I can mentality yeah I love that it's um you know, that language is a huge part in warrior school. Like I really encourage and invite the women to use this like proactive language, you know, that really helps them solve problems or move forward uh, instead of, you know, we tell ourselves these stories that often aren't even true <laughs> so, and they hold us back uh, yeah. A, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And also like within our um, community, we, we've noticed like the reason why we focus on women is a because we are women but and I truly can speak to that um, that athlete a, a little bit more than I can speak to males um, and that's just because I experienced this life as a female um, but they often will not go out and do something and research also the studies that I've read about this because, they don't feel like they're ready. So they won't take on a task if they do not feel like they're ready for it. So we tend to be that person that will train for six months or like be making sure that you're like, even if it's education, learning about something and you know it to a T before entering into a race or like doing the assignment or uh, even stepping up in your career. Uh, whereas men will just be like, yeah, I'll figure it out. <laughs> I was like, wow, if we just said yes a little more and like understand that like, yes, it's great to have the knowledge. It's it's great to have the good base of training. But sometimes we we take say no too soon is my point. And we can say yes and actually like be in the situation where you're, you're getting a good program or you're leveling up in your career, whatever analogy you want to like use, um, then we can grow within that. Like give it, give yourself a little, that little scare feeling that, that beat the fear of like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not ready. Like 
yes, you can. Get in the position where you're going to learn and you're going to grow. And I bet you can do it. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about phases of training for women, in particular training and pregnancy. You know, you've gone through many phases of training, you know, throughout your life, uh, myself included. Uh, There's been times where I've trained a lot, like three or four hours a day, competed in Olympic weightlifting, like the load of that was, you know, so high. And then there's been times where I haven't trained that much and it's been a very softer practice. Uh, And we all have like different seasons, you know, from being a young female and then being in our twenties and then entering our thirties and then starting to, uh, you know, bringing in this idea of reproduction and, and starting a family. And so I'd, I'd really like to focus mostly because you're sitting there and you're eight months pregnant, Uh, (laughs) but I I really want to talk about training and pregnancy uh, because I think there are, there are a lot of myths out there. Uh, You're going, you're going through it right now. So Mm -hmm. it's like, let's riff and jam on that for a bit. Yeah, for sure. I will say to be real and raw about the experience, it's always like this is my second pregnancy and it's always hard for me to transition from the athlete to the pregnant mama, the expecting mama Um, because mentally you think, oh, my goodness, I'm going to lose all of this strength and, like, the, the the base that you have because you're going and your body's changing so much and, and you're, you're tapering down just a little bit over here in that pregnant mama side. And you also feel like you're, you're in a training perspective, missing out on, like, the harder sessions. But once you get over that self-talk of, like, hey, like, I, I know what I'm capable of doing and you educate yourself. Then you get yourself on a good program that's going to set you up throughout your tri- um, trimesters. Pregnancy and training has been a really fun time for me, <laughs> but it's, it's always initially hard. And maybe that's the, the, you know, how nauseous you are in the morning sickness that you have to You're like, what, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Yeah, growing a little human is hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard work. Um, but I, I don't. You, I think every journey is different. Is what I'll say. Like my second pregnancy has been different to when I had Bo, my first pregnancy, and every woman is different. So knowing that going into your pregnancy is the best place to start. Like, what is this journey going to bring me? Like. If it's your second baby, it might be different to your first. Um, Also, what you go into your pregnancy base-wise, so meaning what training have you done before you're being pregnant? Because a good rule is, like, you don't want to go into pregnancy and then start training for a marathon if you've never ran before. Um, That's just not not the time in your life to, to do that. However, if you have ran pre-pregnancy, running might be something that you do enjoy um, throughout your pregnancy. Same with strength training. You've done strength training before, jumping into the first, second and third trimester, you, you can enjoy strength. So 
the myth of um, you can't train during pregnancy, we just need to like cross that out, <laughs> mm. but especially if you're healthy. Obviously, there are some pregnancies and some, some complete no-nos on training in pregnancy. So um, we won't go into that, but it's just like if you are healthy, and you have a healthy pregnancy and you've done something before before being pregnant, you can do it during pregnancy. So I always say to people, you think about the load that you did pre-pregnancy. So I'll use myself for an example. I am a runner, as you know, and a big believer in strength training. Um, so I've done strength and, and running pre-pregnancy for a very long time. I run six days a week. Um, and or sorry, pre-pregnancy, I ran six days a week. But when going into pregnancy, you want to actually drop the intensity and, and the frequency, as especially as your trimesters go on. Um, so for me, I ran six days a week and then I dropped it initially to four so I could fit my strength in. And I threw away like pace and mileage and just went out and enjoyed myself intensity is another thing that I dropped so when you're pregnant you you just anaerobically like you're not going to hit those paces you're not going to get into that top end speed your body just doesn't want to do it um and you most of the time don't feel like doing it to be honest scientifically your body can't do it <laughs> it's like it's like eh, no I'm gonna cut it here um, so if you're looking at a scale from one to 10, you want to drop your intensity, one being easy, 10 being hard, drop your intensity to about a seven. And that is kind of like your new top end. So you're working on a scale of, of one to seven. And that seven is kind of like 70% of that like max effort that you used to work at. And for me, I never went over a, a level six um because my body was just like no I don't feel like it I go out on runs and it's not just going out on a run to like get my speed session in or like have a particular training program it was a run to actually enjoy my time and like build my cardio like keep my fitness keep my cardiovascular endurance and my muscle definition <laughs> like i did it as more of a play um and then it slowed down as I've progressively gone on with my pregnancy yeah how is um what's your strength training looked like throughout the pregnancy so three three days a week I'll do strength um lots of band work and stability because proprioception changes like obviously center of gravity changes and you want to accommodate um, your body for that. Um, running form even changed. Um, and then you have to, re you have to recalibrate on how, how you run. It's the same with strength squat, barbell squat different. Like you go into like lift, do some Olympic lifting. And like, now I'm not doing that, but like if you even a deadlift, things change because your center of gravity changes. So you're rewiring like how you lift pregnant um, to post. But 
three days a week. I love strength training. Um, and it really actually helps me with my body posture. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, I have less aches when I'm actually looking after my, my postural changes, um, and, and lifting. So very grateful for, um, doing strength pre-pregnancy for all those years and then having the knowledge of what to do during my um, pregnancy has really helped. And mobility, uh, I know you're a big believer in this, like, but mobility has been um, a lot. Like doing a lot, I probably do something every day for mobility because you're, you're like center of gravity again to change your belly as your belly grows like you're just trying to get more space like opening up the the rib cage and like trying to like decrease your hip pain and um your legs are tired because they're carrying a heavy load because you're growing a beautiful human it's like mobility has been a a good a good everyday type of session so mobility and walking would be like a a go-to um, and then I program what I feel like doing, but mostly strength and running is like captured at three a week for me. I love the uh, piece that you said at the start around one of the hardest things for you is the the transition, the changing of, for you, is it is it mostly around the, the training changing um, or is it, uh, the body also changing. And, you know, we can also look at this from like an injury perspective, you know, say someone was really active and doing something and then got injured or is in pain. And now, you know, they have to transition into maybe changing what they're doing or, and so we can look at it from both, you know, the pregnancy side of it, but then also for those women who, who aren't in that phase of their life, uh, you can also look at look at it from a perspective of the like an injury. Basically, any time we go into a new season, that can feel really like scary. Uh, can yeah. you just talk a little bit about that, Beck? Like how yeah. how do you mentally and emotionally work through that? Yeah. So for me, mentally and physically, it was it was both. Just so you know, um, I think you have like the struggle of like changing what you love doing every day is hard, whether you are pregnant or you, you have an injury and I've had both within my life. So um, I know that they, they do, they can feel similar, like in, in the way that you mentally look at it and physically, because like there is obviously restriction and movement for, for both. Um, I will say that, Pregnancy is more like a, a choice of what you want to do, uh, whereas you, if you have the right knowledge, um, you can choose. Like you don't, you know, you can go for a walk or you can mix it up, go to a prenatal yoga class or a Pilates class or go and, and mix up your training. Whereas if you compare it to an injury, injury like physically, sometimes you're very restricted. Um, I know like with hip injury that I've had to pass you in bed, um so that's like a completely different setback but when we look at uh programming women throughout um their pregnancy and then post-pregnancy you actually look at it like coming back from an injury 
So it's like the recovery and then you, you go into the build phase and then you go back into like the return to sport. Um, and that's really like recovery to me is more about nurturing. It's like, okay, nurture. Mm. Same with pregnancy. Like let's nurture these moments. Every day might feel different to you. So make sure that you are listening to that because the body is smart. I don't want to train today. Don't train. It's like it's a time where you actually in pregnancy, like you can relax. Like you can do whatever you feel like doing, especially when you know your body. It's like just go for a walk and enjoy it. Go catch up with a girlfriend and go for a walk or do something less that day. You might want to read a book. (laughs) Like you just sit down and read a book instead of like going and training. (laughs) Um but yeah the injury I think when you compare it to that injury state it's like that what the thing that I think of most is educating yourself um whether it's physically or, or mentally like restraining educate yourself on what you can do and work with a great team so for pregnancy it's like pelvic floor specialists very helpful during this time having a great program that can set you up through your different trimesters and knowing that there is a fourth trimester as well because people often look at it pregnancy as like these three trimesters and then it's like okay all right I'm going to be good to go it's like no actually like you the fourth trimester like postpartum is where you need the most help and the most support. Um, so, you know, having having your OBGYN, having um, someone to program your programs and a pelvic uh, floor specialist would be my, my go-to support team there. Yeah, I actually see five trimesters. I see trimester zero, which is like even before. It's like, yes. okay, how yeah. can we like – how can we build a strong foundation or a stronger foundation or what team do we need before? And that will obviously depend on every woman's journey into fertility and pregnancy is very different, but you've got to think about, you actually have a trimester zero, which is before. (laughs) And you were just talking about your training back. Like, you know, you've spent a long time building your foundation and learning how to nourish yourself. And like, that's part of trimester zero. This is like another thing a lot of women weren't taught is like, okay, let's like get ourselves ready for it. Like if you know that that's something that you want to do, okay, let's like, let's plan for it so we can come into it. Same as perimenopause and menopause. Okay. We know that we're going, we're going there. We're going into it. So let's like, let's plan for that. Let's build this really strong foundation, this healthy, capable body so it can transition into these really big season changes and so then I I love that you also brought up there is a there is a fourth one but I would say there's five (laughs) yeah no I I agree I totally agree and I'm like if you can plan it sometimes it happens and it's just not that planned (laughs) that's why I said four but I totally agree with you I always say if you're if you can plan six months before and train your body, give your body time to get the strength under your belt, get to like a healthy hormone state. Like that's a, to get you pregnant. Um, And then 
thinking about like fitness and things like that if you have that solid base as we said at the start you're you're up to it you have it <laughs> you can just build on there like the house analogy yeah I love yeah. the house analogy I just yeah. I absolutely love it it's so simple but it's so powerful because all of us just want to be these interior decorators that come yes. in and just like make it super pretty and like we love sitting there and like looking at all the nice pretty things and the sexy things but yeah. I'm like no like what about your house what about your foundation yeah. have you laid your concrete yet have you laid your concrete <laughs> do you know where that is what about the plumbing <laughs> Yeah, all of these things. And so I just, it works so well because you're like, yeah, actually, yeah. Like that's yeah. what I do. And as as women, we really like the 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 things, the pretty things in our house. We can't, we don't really care about how the electrical works or the plumbing yes. or like the foundational stuff, but like we got to care about it. You got to yeah. build that foundation. It's so important. Can you talk about uh her trails and this holistic approach to training, you know, what yourself and Sam have created. Um, and then, you know, I, I want to finish talking about this idea of adding more adventure into 2023. Yes. Yes. Her trails. Uh, her trails is another baby <laughs> that Sam and I have. Um, we created her trails back in uh, 2021. And it's an adventure platform for her built with holistic training. So think about what we've just told you <laughs> about like my life experiences um, and also Sam's. She's an endurance athlete as well. Um, we, we had experiences throughout our lives that we wish we had more help on. Um, and we wish we were educated on. So what we have designed at Her Trails is a female community that trains holistically. So holistically means we have our running program, which is Her Trails is, is the main movement is running, but we also support it with strength, physical therapy, nutrition, women's health. So talking about our hormones, which Amy helps us all the time. Love working with you. Um, and then mindset. So instead of just getting a program, that's not a cookie cutter PDF program that we hand to you. It's more, I look at it as a course where you're, you're building yourself um, mentally and physically and spiritually to get to whatever goal you desire. So we have our 10K program, our half marathon program, a 50K, a 100K, a grit and growth program, uh, and then a, a women's program, which is all about training through your menstrual cycle. So you're um, helping you with your hormones and training with them, not against them. <laughs> yeah, training, working with your physiology. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we have hundreds of women around the world that can do these programs online and we love every single one of them. So, so it's a great community. We actually like we support her, but I do believe that there's the, the beauty about having a community is they all support each other. Um, and yeah, it's, 
it's uh, I could talk about this for ages. <laughs> it's like you know the feeling. It's just uh, it's a wonderful um, journey to be a part of um, as a coach, but then as a like they motivate me to be honest. Like I get a, I get into our community and I'm just like, okay, yeah. No, Susan went for a run. I'm going for a run too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they I often say it's like this circle of inspiration. That's what I call warrior school. It's just this circle of inspiration of these women that are just so badass and amazing that have built a lot of strength under load, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that have had a lot of stuff happen to them in in life or are navigating a lot of stuff in life, Uh, but Mm -hmm. It's it is it's so cool to create this community and this circle of inspiration, and I think it's one of the most powerful things that we can be a part of. And I often say, you know, who's in your room? Like, fill your room with powerful women. Like, fill your table. Like, who do you want at your table? And creating something like her trails and warrior school, and that's how I view it. Is like you're creating this room, and like. You want to fill the room with these powerful women and you're, or you're creating a table and then you get to put whoever you want at your table. And yeah. uh, it's it's so cool. It's so cool. It's really cool. And you then get to inspire, you get to inspire others at your table or just give them a little high five or a little, little tap like, yeah, you can do this. Pick them up when they're down. It's like... Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful community. Um, there's a lot of adventure within the community too. So we do have retreats, Lara Pinta retreats, um, and speaking of adventure in 2023, um, we have a hiking program coming out, a hike and adventure program. Um, we found that within our community, we she really wants to adventure. She just doesn't know how. Like, so what are the first steps to get out an adventure? So with the hiking and the, and the retreats and, and all of our programs, it's like teaching safety, teaching what you, like what gear you need, how, the how-tos so you feel comfortable to go and do what you truly want to do instead of being like, oh, that's too hard. <laughs> that's too hard. I'm not there yet. Um, so more yeses to adventure in 2023 um, is definitely a goal at her trails and a common goal. Yeah, I really love that, Beck, because I think, you know, and I'll say this often to my women around training, like I want the practice to be, I want it to be fun mm-hmm. uh, and I want it to invite this playfulness and you know are we I just think we really struggle in life to to experience those elements like adventure and fun and playfulness and so if we can inject them into the training practice I think it's super cool because then we get to have a bit of that yeah amongst life and chaos mm-hmm. and work and family yeah. and if we can take that practice or that run or that high core And it is a little bit about adventure and it is about fun and playfulness. And I feel like we can experience them so much more powerful if we know what we're doing and we're like set up for that and we've taken the mental load. And so when you were talking a little bit earlier around women saying, I'm not ready, if 
And it sounds like what what you're going to do this year, especially with the hiking uh, program, is that you're just taking that mental load off them by educating them and saying, okay, like this is the plan. This is what you need to know. Now go and experience the feeling of adventure or the feeling of fun or playfulness. It's so hard for us to experience that when we're like, we don't know, like we're wearing the wrong gear or we don't know like the exercise or we're not following a program there's just yeah and so I really I really love that yeah we actually have a day in our weeks programmed weeks called play day and it's a day where you you go out on trail and like you're it's almost like your mission is to go find somewhere to explore Mm -hmm. like go and find somewhere to play um and the women love that because it's just the stress is gone. There's just like, it's just like we get to go out and enjoy ourselves. And it makes you realize that you you really enjoy movement. Um, you really enjoy being out in nature and the connection that we have with nature as humans is quite strong. If you actually switch everything else off and and go out and actually play in the mountains or even just finer greenery around your house if you're not near the trail. Um, but yeah, that play day is very important. It's like my favorite day. <laughs> I love With that. Experience. Yeah, it's good. So we just started our half marathon program, which is a 12 week program for her. And it builds you to 21 kilometers, 21.1 kilometers and beyond. And they're in week one right now. And everyone is loving it. <laughs> they have their play day this weekend this Saturday cool cool yeah so that's fun and then February 6th we have we are launching our 10k program so sorry launching our hike and adventure program and then our 10k program cohort is starting um and that is an eight-week program where she might be new to running um So there's three different categories. You might be new to running. You might be like had a relationship with running, but you fell out of love and you're trying to rekindle that relationship. Um, Or you might be going for a, you know, a a PB, like a personal best or a personal record for a 10K. Um, I always find that 10K distance is like that good starting off the year distance where people are like, okay, if I've never done a program with her trails before let's see how I'm going to go with the strength mobility and the run components mm. um, and get the eight weeks under your belt um, because you are learning so many different skills and I always say like we have a body language as well that we need to learn in strength <laughs> um, and then we have form and things that we need to concentrate on in running too so it can be very stimulating for you yeah. to endure very fun though but if you have the energy yeah. so it's okay to get stimulated exactly. by all of that stuff yeah yeah when I used to run quite a bit I used to do quite a uh quite a few 10ks I think it's a cool distance I quite like it yeah. actually yeah yeah we do find that it was asked for so we had the 20 the half marathon program first and and women were like do you have a 10k because I feel like I could do a lot of 10Ks throughout the year, like, mm. and they were more confident in, in signing up for a 10K than a half marathon. 
uh, especially if they've never ran before or in that returning to running phase. Um, 10K program is actually really good to do postpartum too. So once you're past that like six weeks or 12 weeks, if you've had a C-section and then you're returning to running, it's a very nice um, slow introduction to running or reintroduction to running. Mm. Yeah. So it's good. Anything else that you want to chat about? Oh, just no, not really. Just I hope that everyone has a very good 2023. So in in a sense of like, let's look after our health. Let's like try and learn something new that you didn't know about who you are. So let's learn something new about yourself and not lose our goals I feel like everyone starts off a year and it's like this new I I have so many new goals gym memberships go up so high but then we lose momentum so it's like how do we stay motivated to keep this a lifestyle um warrior school would actually do it (laughs) or her trails yeah Uh, and who is supporting you um who is supporting you and how can I stay active and motivated for the whole of 2023 yeah it's going to put you in a good position to do it in 2024 and then keep running and doing strength training for life <laughs> well that's the goal isn't yeah, it it is uh, the, goal. the goal is to have a sustainable and successful practice for life mm-hmm that is the goal. I think 2023 is going to be an epic year. I just, I felt so good about her last year and then she started and I was like, it's just going to be amazing. It's going to be so great. Yeah. And that positive self-talk is really good too. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. I also believe like, you know, we like choose to choose to make it great. Really? Mm -hmm. Like 100%. You are the pilot. I always say this to my son. You are the pilot. You get to choose how your day is going to go and how your year is going to go in all aspects of life. And he's like, okay, mommy, let's go. (laughs) It's so true though. And I think, you know, what I will say to, to wrap it up is that it's a hell of a lot easier if you have energy and you train and you have support life is just easier every other kind of relationship in your life your work your I truly believe that training and having a practice is like the foundation that from that everything else just feels way easier like if you have energy and strong physiology and you have a strong body and a a strong practice it does make the load in other areas of your life a little easier. Oh, 100%. I think without it, cognitively, I wouldn't be the same person. But also mood-wise, oh. Oh. It would yeah. be different. <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah. You can tell when I haven't moved in like for a couple of days if I haven't moved. My husband's always like, do you, do you want to go for a run or um?" <laughs> do some strength training or something yeah. yes yes I do yeah. so make the time for it in 2023 people yeah I think if you're you know 
if you're feeling lost with it or overwhelmed or you have these goals, I really invite you to think about those three key things that the energy piece, like, do you, do you know how to nourish yourself? If you don't, do you need guidance with that? Mm -hmm. And then do you have a plan? Do you have a program like that in itself? It, it will change your life. If you follow, I always say to women, follow a plan for a year and see what happens. And so, and then find someone to support you, find a community, you know, like what Sam and Beck have created with her trails, you know, what I create with warrior school, like those programs, they, those communities, they have those three things in it and that will support you. And that will help you create a successful and sustainable training practice and a strong and healthy body. Yeah, exactly. And it sets you up for success. It's like, the structure sets you up for success as well. Yes. Um, especially when it's a good one. <laughs> Quality. Especially when it's a good one. <laughs> Quality. I love that. Yeah. It's got to be a good one. Yeah. 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 Back. Well, it was an absolute pleasure. I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> hours and hours. hours. Yeah. But thank you so much for having me on. Um, I've really enjoyed it and I, I can't wait to talk to you all soon. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to come back and talk to you all about the um, the fourth trimester postpartum. Yes, yes, yes. Let's you go and birth that. that baby into the world <laughs> and go through your fourth trimester. And I know you've got loads happening with her trails and then we'll reconnect later in the yes. year. We'll reconnect. Um, and if you do want to train with me, you can go to her trails. Her trail site is just hertrails.com to see those programs that I was talking about. We are also launching a pregnancy program Um coming out which is more just educational based um and then I I will work one-on-one with a lot of my clients that will come through there just because pregnancy like I said at the start every woman is different and every pregnancy is different um so it's tailored to you and then you can also find me on Nike's NRC so Nike Run Club I do uh, audio guided runs. So if you want to come run with me, I have some spiciness coming out this year. Um, (laughs) So I'll help you with your speed sessions uh, and take you out on the trail. Cool. Go spend time with Beck. She's (laughs) she's so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. What did they call me the other day? The smiling assassin. Yeah. You might laugh a lot. But be careful. Yeah. She'll take you on a journey beyond the run. Yeah. She smiles a lot. You smile a lot. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another warrior woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, warrior woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.